Hello and welcome to OU's Nach Yomi. You can find this year posted at ouradio.org/nach or on my website ericlevy.com under the recording section. Hi, this is Rabbi Eric Levy, and I am pleased to bring to you Chapter 11, Parakut Aleph of Sefer Iyov. Vayan Sofar Hanaamati Vayomar. So far, the last and really the least of the three friends who are visiting Iov now addresses Iov as follows. Do you think that one who speaks a lot won't get answered? And will a talkative man be justified? Now, so far as using Eov's own words, when Eov was referring to his hopeless court case against God, the word ana means to make a claim in court in this case. It's, a le- it's being used in a, in a legal sense. And the word sadiq also in a legal sense means somebody who wins a court case. So once, a friend, once again we have a friend who had come to comfort Eov, but instead is critical of him instead for daring to talk to and about God as he did. So he says, God will indeed answer you, because Eov had said that God won't give me a chance, won't answer my my claim. So he's saying, oh yeah, because of all of your talking, God will answer you, but you're not going to like it, and you're not going to win this court case because of your senseless, senseless blabber. So far, we'll quote Eov a lot in this chapter, and constantly be throwing Eov's words back into his face. Now, it's not just the quantity of words which so far finds offensive by saying harov dvarim, one who talks too much, and ish svatayim, the, the man of lips, which means the person who uh, spends all his time blabbing and blabbing. But so far is upset with the quality of Eov's words as well. Badecha metim yacharishu vatilag vein machlim. Your words to silenced people. Now, metim sounds like dead ones from the word mate. And in fact, it actually has the same sense in English because the word mortal in English comes from the word morte, meaning death, which means that people who can die. But the sense in both English and Hebrew means um, just, you know, mortal people, regular people. Getting back to the verse, and you scorn them, vatilag, that is your words, with your words, you scorned everybody else, or scorned God. Yet there was no one to shame you, which means there was no one to make you stop talking. And you said, my message is pure. You said, and I'm quoting you, so far says to Eov, I was pure in your eyes. Now, either your eyes is referring to God's eyes, and Eov was saying, oh, you know that I'm completely pure, or he's saying to his audience, that is his three friends, or anybody else will listen, uh, that he is pure. But either way, uh, so far as questioning this claim of uh, being pure. And yet, if only God would speak, if only he would get a chance to converse with you. That is to say, you, Eov, have done all the talking, so your side of the story makes you look pretty good in this little court case that you're having. It's a monologue. If only God could tell you his side, if, if only God could tell you what he thinks... That would change the picture a little. The word mi'itain in this case does not mean who will give, but mi'itain in almost every case in Tanakh means, uh, it's very similar to the modern word halavai, which means if only, if only God could speak, or if only he would speak. 
Uh, would that it were is a fancy way of saying that phrase. V'yaged lach lecha ta'alumot chokma ki kiflayim tushia v'da ki asher lecha eloha me'avonecha. Then he would tell you the mysteries of wisdom. Then, which means maybe you can understand the depths of him, because he has the knowledge of success many, many times over, and that word tushia was used by Eov as well. And you would realize that God is, in fact, forgiving your sins. Yasheh, according to most Mufarshi, means he is forgiving and forgetting you from your sins, which means you, Eo, think that you have it worse than you have it coming. But actually, God is going easy on you, and if only he could tell you about it, you would understand. But since you're doing all the talking, you don't understand a thing. Now, turning Eov's chapter 9 assertion that God is beyond man, that God is a chacham leiv and an amitz koach, whose power so dwarfs man that man is sort of forced unconditionally and unfairly into submission. So, so far questions whether Eov, who can't conceptualize God in his fullness, since he is as great as as Eov said he was. So since he said he was so great, he should recognize that he's so great, and therefore she, he should recognize that he has no right to complain against him or about him. Do you think that you can discover or understand the wisdom, the knowledge of, of what God is? Do you think you can discover the scope of Shaddai, of God? Can you make the heights of the heavens? Can you understand the depths of the earth or the depths of the grave or, or probably here the depths of the underworld? It, uh, i.e. the scope of God, which was mentioned two verses ago, is longer in measure than the earth. It is wider than the ocean. In fact... So far now says, Whether he, that is God, will cross over, the word yachalof, which means to sort of appear to somebody as a vision or some type of transcendental experience, or whether he locks them away, or whether he gathers them up, who can deny him? Mi yeshivenu. Now notice that once again, so far is quoting Eov, but whereas Eov meant it negatively when he said, if he destroys, who can possibly, you know, gainsay him? Who can, who can, who can make him take it back? Here it's, on all the positive or negative things. Which means, yes, Eov, you're right. You can understand God and you can change what, that, what he, do, what he decides. But what he decides is the correct course. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. So stop blabbing since you don't know what you're talking about. Because he recognizes dishonest mortals. You think he would look at sin and not comprehend it, which means you think you can get away with what you're doing and God won't pay attention to it? God knows sin. God knows Aven. He knows Mateshav and he'll respond to it. And now he makes fun of Eov's lack of intelligence and says as follows, V'im navuv yilavev? An empty man, such as yourself, he's referring to, uh, to, uh, Eov, of course. An empty man will achieve intelligence? That's like a wild donkey being born to a man. Or maybe he's saying that an empty person's speech is like a person who gives birth to a dumb donkey. And now, after essentially, I don't know, so much ridiculing Eov, 
as saying, if you really look at your own words and realize that you can't compare to God and you can't comprehend God, um, that uh, maybe you should shut up about it and maybe you should realize that he is so far above you that he, and he knows what he's doing. And maybe if you really looked at it, you would realize that maybe he's taking it easy on you. So now so far in verse 13 in Pasuket Gimel says, I've got some better advice to you. I've got some better things that you could do with your mouth in order to achieve restoration. And the solution is to pray and then everything will be okay. If you will ready your heart, that is really your mind, the word lave really means mind here, the source of thinking, and you will spread your hands out to him, which means you'll pray to him. But only, or if at the same time you will distance the sins that are in your hands, and note that he's accusing him of having sins in his hands, and not cause injustice to dwell in your tents. And here the word O'alecha, as I mentioned in a previous uh, lesson, O'al here is, I think, also kind of a similar to the Arab use of Ahal, which means a family. And here, I think he's saying not only is Eov introducing sin into his family, but into his house, into his ohel, his tent, into all of his possessions. So what he's saying is, pray and put all of your sins away, which means admit to them and distance yourself from them. And that's so far as advice. And then what will happen? And then you will raise your head without any blemish. And again, in a response to Eov, who said in chapter 10, that he would never be able to lift his face, even if he was right and God was wrong, that is, his face would always have so much sorrow, he would never be able to have, to lift it up in, in public. He's saying now that you, if you do the, if you pray and if you put aside your sins, you will be able to lift up your head and it will have not, no blemish on it. And, and, and you will be strong, and you will be unafraid. Indeed, you will forget all of your toils, all of your troubles. You will remember them as if they flowed by like water, which means like water that flows by and leaves no lasting impression, and it's very quick to wash off and wash away. That will be all of your troubles and toils. They'll quickly wash away if you A, pray, and get rid of your sins. Life will arise. The word chaled in modern Hebrew also means sort of like one's life, one's time on this earth. Life will arise brighter than the afternoon. And the darkness, remember, the word ta'ufa is darkness. And remember that Eov ended his last speech referring to darkness over and over again. Choshech and Efa, that impenetrable darkness of Efata. So once again, Sofar is quoting him, and then he's turning his words around and saying, no, the darkness won't be infinite and impenetrable. If you do tshuva, if you get rid of your sins, if you uh, pray, then the darkness, ta'ufah, kaboker, yeah, will be like the morning, like the sunrise, like the, sh- the sun shining out. And you will be assured because there is hope, as opposed to Eov who said that all his hope is running out like the thread on a weaver's loom. And you will dig down, which probably means something like you'll be able to dig around yourself a moat or a trench behind which he can sleep without any fear of attack. And then it says, You will sleep in confidence because of this protection that you've put around yourself. And you will settle yourself down with nothing to fear, and the masses will petition you. That is, Eov, once restored, will be popular again, and the masses will once again search him out for wisdom and judgment, just like 
uh, his friends said they used to in the good old days. And now it so far ends with a slap against the wicked and the sinful and the enemies. And many, many Tehillim end off this way. Words of wisdom end off by saying, oh, the bad guys will get theirs. However, I think there's kind of a subtle slap at, at Eov, because in my opinion, he's sort of hinting at Eov that if he won't pray to God, that if he won't put away his sins, this is what will happen to you. There's that word hope. Mapach nafesh. And the eyes of the wicked will search in vain. That is, they will, literally, it's, tichlana means they will be ceased, but it means they will no longer be able to successfully find what they're looking for. In that escape, manos, avad minhem, will be lost to them, and their only hope, that is, the escape from punishment, will be their dying breath. So, so far says, you're right, Eov, again quoting Eov, you're right, you keep begging for death, you don't have to beg for it, you'll deserve the death that you keep begging God for if you keep doing these sins, if you don't stop it all and then start praying for him. And so ends Sofar's speech, and it's a tough speech to say the less, to say the least, and therefore we won't be surprised to find Eov more than a little angry with his friends when he begins his response next in chapter 12.